I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Trust God, Bro, episode one, where we have a conversation about what it actually means to trust God in all parts of our lives. Today, I have a special guest. Can you introduce yourself? What's your name? What's your sign? What's your wrist tattoo Bible verse say? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm your sister. Okay, really? (laughs) Yeah, Sadie Rumbled. Um, It's all right, just take a deep breath. I know it's... So, give me, painting the scene, we're in our her closet, and we're put a blanket up to absorb the sound, and it's pretty late right now. Yeah, about 10 o'clock at night. And so, we're usually not, night like, this is past our time, but I'm all sugared up, because I had some jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell me, like, what are you doing right now, job? Yeah, so, gonna be 19 here in May, and I moved out and lived in Bloomington for a while, and... As you know, the coronavirus is happening right now, so I came back home and... Yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I cut hair, and I just, I absolutely love it. I love the relationships that you can connect with people, and um, just how everything lines up so nicely with a haircut. It, I just find it satisfying. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, cool. So, the format for this podcast is... Each, probably about once a month, I'll have a topic, uh, different ways in our lives where we can trust God in. And so this week, or this time, we're talking about suffering, and pain and suffering is something that we all will experience in life. It's um, just a part of life. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted Sadie to talk about um, just what she's gone through and how she's been able to trust God in that. And I just don't want to leave anyone listening confused or not have a better picture in their heart of like what it means for, to actually do that and so I made a episode right before this explaining how to do this in all parts of our lives but each week it'll just be something more specific. During this time we're just going to start off and we're going to give you some a little bit of Sadie's story then we're going to give you guys three applications and so Sadie's got those for you it's going to be a little acronym, CTG, cling to God's truth, true prayer, and get mind off of self, G. CTG, all right. If you want to talk about what has been going on in the last about year, year and a half or so, and yeah, you can take your time. Yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, originally Dayton said that He's like, I'm doing this Trust Bro podcast. It's like, this is a great idea. I can't wait. Trust God, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he said that, do you want to do something like Trust God with your schooling? or? Um, and then later on he mentioned about trusting God through pain and suffering. I was like, oh, man, I feel like I could elaborate more on that. And, um, yeah, so this is something that I don't necessarily feel like I'm the perfect one to explain all of this. I feel inadequate at times to um, that I even have words that are good enough. So I just pray that you hear words that are spoken from God and that he speaks to your heart through this and not me. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the last year and a half, I've experienced a lot of digestive health problems and I don't want to go too much into detail of that. I want to stay more on spiritually, like how God has worked through this, but it has been, uh, it's brought some times of pain and just of frustration through it and 
really when it does get the worst is when I get stomach aches that are, um, seem like they take the joy away from things. Ultimately, God has revealed so much to me through it and been so personal and close. So I think whenever I experience a flare-up is what I call it, like where it gets extremely bad or um, certain, normally at the nights it um, tends to get worse and it gets triggered with different foods that I eat or different stressors in my life as well. Even in tonight, I, after I ate dinner, didn't really feel the best and it's been a while since it's gotten to like that and I think I was, I knew Dayton said ahead of time that he wanted to do the podcast tonight. And um, I think I wanted to do this podcast when I was, like, on top of the world. Like, yeah, a year and a half ago, like, I'm so much better and I'm doing amazing. And, but the reality is that pain and struggle isn't just going to leave our lives. And we're going to be like, oh, this is when I'm on top of it now. And I'm at the best I can be. So now I can share my story. And I think that we can share our stories wherever we're at in life. Yeah, so I just want to go against Satan tonight and tell him that, yeah, I am not going to bow down to the fear that he's given me that I can't share because I'm not at a good place. But um, by the power of God and the Holy Spirit that he's what's restoring me. With the, I think I just want people to understand like more of like the pain because I think everyone like kind of goes through a general pain mm-hmm. of just like, I think pain's just different in a way of like it hurts us like, what we really trust on, like, we can go through something and say, like, oh, like, I really, like, believe in God and that he's true, but then it's, like, when you're hurting, it's, like, well, this is, like, where it comes down to it, God, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm hurting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, help me, so I think it's, like, something that's, like, really real, I just want people to, like, can you explain more about, like, the type of pain, I Mm -hmm. I know you said, like, stomach, but, and I'm kind of, like, alluding to this, because I already know, like, how bad it's been, it's just, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, what type of position you were in, like being at Mayo Clinic and... Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so this summer is when it probably was the worst that it's been. And yeah, most of the time it's it brings me to a place where like I just, I don't want to sit down, I don't want to stand up, I don't want to lay down on my side, like I can't find a comfortable position. And I can just picture the times where I was just laying on the ground crying out to God um, that he would just take this away from me. And I think my mind was so um, hard to wrap around, like, God, you love me, but why do you see me here? Do you see me struggling and feeling this pain? Um, and the truth is he really does, and he He does still love us. And despite any circumstance that we're in, I think some really hard moments would be Like you mentioned, I went to Mayo Clinic and to get answers there is what I kept on saying. I'm going to get these answers and going to come home feeling so much better. And I came home, or being there, um, got admitted into the hospital instead of getting answers like I wanted to. And um, every night, not despite the physical pain that was going on, but every night my parents would spend the day with me and then they'd leave and go back to... um, the hotel room to spend the night 
which is totally fine. I'm not saying that they're bad parents or anything. <laughs> they needed their rest. Like they really loved you and <laughs> stayed with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this isn't to... We're just going to go... No, I'm joking. <laughs> not to talk bad on them, but... Um, but that pain of them leaving every single night was so hard knowing that I had a whole other night to um, ahead of me. And... But looking back, I think I always thought, like, oh, this is a battle ahead of me that I've got to fight. But this isn't my battle to fight. This is God. And he's already won. And he's taken all of our pain, all of our hardship, and nailed it to the cross through his son, Jesus. So, Hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you said something cool. Yeah, when you say, like, the battle's already won, like, how does that, like, help you? Like, what does that mean, the battle's already won? and we have this hope that Jesus is victorious, that he rose from the grave, he conquered death, and is coming back to save us. And so resting in this hope is, it's life-changing. It's something that we can live joyfully despite what's going on. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. When there was one night when it was really bad and mm-hmm. you had to have a, like a feeding tube, more or less, right? NG tube, yeah. A, what's it called? NG tube. Okay, that. And <laughs> anyway, so she has that. I just remember getting a text and like I'm driving to Tennessee for the summer as it's happening. And I i just knew she was in a lot of pain she was i think i don't know if you texted me or someone else but mm-hmm. anyways i was just like it's been in a lot of pain i was like i pulled over the side of the road i'm just like praying for her i'm sure like a ton of people were just praying mm-hmm. for her um, just because i know it's like she, like it was gonna be so hard just to make it through that night it was like incredibly painful mm-hmm. and there was a psalm that i shared to psalm 69. psalm 69 yeah and i think it's just a cool visual of like of Jesus and also how like we all will experience pain and we can take that pain Mm -hmm. to God. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about like that night or what was going on and stuff like that? Yeah. So I kind of, that's, yeah, kind of forgot about that was probably if I had to choose like one of the hardest days of my life as I'm only 18 years old, but (laughs) that would be the day. (laughs) Um, it was, uh, honestly, yeah. So I got told that I had to get this NG tube put down my throat and through your nose and then down your throat. So anyways, they put it in and it's like swallow. So I kept on swallowing until you swallow it all the way down. And by the time I got it in, they're like, yeah, you should be fine. It'll, you won't even feel it once you get in there. Hardest part is get it in. And it's in, I'm like, I can't breathe. Like I'm gagging. <laughs> I feel like I'm being choked to death. And, um... She's like, I'm going to go get the stuff to put in it, come back an hour later. She comes back, or I'll come back, is what she said. I didn't know it would be an hour. It ended up being an hour later. She comes back, and I I had thought we'd already started this, like the stuff they had to put in. And um, she didn't start it. So (laughs) then she put it in, and then got going. So it already was like, okay, I sat here choking for an hour. Like, okay, I can do it just a little bit longer. And... um, she comes back. She's like, yeah, we calculated some things out. Looks like it's actually, um, and then by that time I was like, my dad was sitting in the room and, um, I had told him for a while, I was like, you can't come in. Like, I just, I am in way too much pain for you to be in here and I can't really talk to you. It's just kind of pointless. But, um, he had come back and was sitting there and, 
the nurse said that it was going to be about 12 more hours with that tube in. And so that was looking at like all night long too. And, um, I looked at my dad and I just like had a panic attack without, and then of course, like that thing was already in my throat. I was like, I can't breathe. I can't, um, it was just kind of like unfathomable, but like, how can I sit here in this amount of discomfort for so long? And, um, that's when I knew my parents were texting people to start praying. And it was only by the grace of God that made it through that night. And it ended up being 24 hours until I got it taken out. Um, so it seemed like a very long time in the long night. Yeah. And so like during this time too, like you weren't eating a ton, but, and then they were like pumping in like, like mm-hmm. lots of like water and nutrients, like fluids. Uh, fluids. Yeah. So it's like your stomach, not only was it like more pain than like mm-hmm. normal, you had this tube and. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what's funny is they okay. keep on pumping this stuff through. And, um. At this point, I'm like, my stomach is getting so big. Like, I never, like, I can visually see it's like, <laughs> I'm not pregnant, but boy, did it look like I was, so. Yeah, was man. A... Teen pregnancy. <laughs> Teen pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll read a part of Psalm 69, because mm-hmm. I, just, I just think it's helpful in our suffering just to take it to God. Like, we're not called to bottle it up, mm-hmm. but we're called to express what we're feeling and how we do want to trust him. And mm-hmm. it's okay to like, let him know that it's hard. And it says, save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there's no foothold. I've come upon deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I'm weary with my crying out and my throat is parched. My eyes grow dim while waiting or with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Oh God, you know my folly. The things I have done wrong are not hidden from you. At the very end here, it says, But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And deliver me, and it keeps going on. But I think that's a great, it's, it's a good psalm to go through, if you're mm-hmm. one of the verses that we'll share. But Yeah, so I think you hit on, like, just resting in God's truth and going through Psalms are definitely super helpful because um, Dave expresses a lot of his emotions. What do you mean? These things went off. Oh no. Or we need to replace the battery. Uh, intermission. <laughs> All right. Short intermission. We batteries ran out. <clears throat> got some new batteries now. Um, <laughs> got it. So, you know, I got some jelly, jelly beans and got her some water. So we're back on track. Anyways, before we hop into our application um, and just some, like, you know, advice mm-hmm. or wisdom, godly wisdom, I want to share the kind of theology slash purpose, mm-hmm. suffering, like why suffering, what is suffering. I'll just say this. I think that in suffering, it reveals where our treasure is. And so when you think about suffering you're really thinking about what you're holding on to at the end of the day. What is making you tick? Like what is, and so people can see that in your life. So look in, it's like, what are you, what are you hoping for? And you'd be like, I'm hoping in Jesus, man. And that's just, it causes us to be joyful, to be hopeful, even in suffering. So I, and the end of the day, it's like God uses suffering for his glory. And so it, it's always been like this that Jesus, in the same way, 
he walked a path of lots of suffering. You know, Paul walked a path, lots of suffering, and it led to glory in, in their life. You could see, like, how much fruit there was. I mean, Jesus, he saved the whole world, man. So, you know. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> and so, it's really, it's like, suffering is the pathway to glory. And it's the way that um, Christians are called. We're called to suffer for Christ and to find the joy. As Sadie's sharing, I think it's cool to hear that in suffering, the deepest discoveries of God's Word, our most earnest prayers, and our most tender acts of forgiving, our clearest views of eternity are found in suffering. And so suffering with Jesus on the Calvary Road of love is not just the result of magnifying Christ, it's also the means, it's how we glorify God. Mm-hmm. Just just one way we glorify God. Mm-hmm. And so His beauty shines the most bright when it's treasured above our health, our wealth, success, and life itself. And so that's just a quick rundown, suffering, why suffering. Romans 5.2 says it intensifies our hope in Jesus and just all these things I'm saying. That's theology of suffering. <laughs> Amen. We were made to glorify. So. Yeah. What do you, what do you, I mean, do you have any thoughts? Like if you had to say like suffering. Yeah. I think you don't have to. I just, it just produces us to draw closer to Christ and to represent the gospel of what, um, uh, Jesus came here to suffer for us and paid the ultimate sacrifice. All right. So, um, hit us with some takeaways. Like what can I do? What, how how would I suffer in mm-hmm. such a way to glorify God? Or how, how do I trust God in suffering? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is um, realizing that our feelings are not always truth. Um, the basis of truth is going back to God's word and um, always trusting that. And our hearts can be deceitful. So um, I think I always go to... A lot of the Psalms, like Dayton was saying earlier, when I am experiencing different emotions or um, if I'm frustrated with something, but reading um, verses over and over again that are attributes of God or who mm. He is. Yeah, or, that's awesome. Um, meditating upon those. And for me, um, I love to journal. Um, anything that's like, that's a way of meditation for me. If I'm just writing that verse over and over again or some beautiful calligraphy with pens. If anyone knows me and my obsession for pens, <laughs> I love colorful pens. She's got lots of pens. <laughs> um, <laughs> pens are great. Anyways, um, yeah, so one of the Psalm ninety-one fourteen through 15 is, Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And so, like, even when I'm not, feeling like, God, I don't know, are you going to deliver me? Are you mm. going to? But it's just like saying that over and over again, because he loves me, says the Lord. This is the Lord talking to us. Like, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him in trouble and I will deliver him. It's mm. just like, yeah, I might not feel like it, but God says this and I know that I believe in this. And yeah, always just like, saying those verses over and over again is what got me through sometimes. Dude, say it again for the people in the back. 
It's a promise to the bank. It is. <laughs> you yeah. know, we can bank on that. It's, can. He will rescue us. What was that psalm say it again? So we can... 91, uh, 14 through 15. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Check it out. Go meditate upon that. <laughs> all right. Um, another is prayer. Um, and I know, like, we say it all the time. Um, like, trust God and pray, but um, also in... Wait, well, what's prayer? Dude, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I don't know what prayer is. Yeah, like, we're going to hit on that, bro. I'm actually a Buddhist, so. <laughs> okay. Um, prayers are a way of communication with God and our way of um, humbling ourselves to realize who we are and who he is and hmm. um, to give him glory. Not that he needs the glory because he's God. He's, yeah. Um, but to give him all of our praise. Um, so in... James says, is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. So it's like, yeah, um, if we're suffering in the Bible, it says, then he must pray. So get on our knees and um, just cry out to God. And he hears us. And I think this is a time where through suffering, like putting out your requests and making them known to God and treating prayer as something that acknowledging who he is and knowing that he hears us and using this time as also there's a line I don't know what song it is our weapon is a melody I don't know (laughs) okay well the line of the song is our weapon is a melody okay and it's so true when you actually think about it our Um, weapon is our melody our weapon is a melody so Singing to God, I am not a singer by rumbled nature. (laughs) Yeah, we're not Um, good singers. But singing to God through anything is a weapon. Yeah. Actually, I probably can't play this. Praise the hallelujah. I'll get copyrighted, but maybe. Maybe I show two seconds. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Can't listen. Um, So, yeah, our weapon is a melody. Using this as um, against Satan is as darts against Satan is like hmm. singing to God through, um, through trials, through anything. Um, and even in moments of cheerfulness that we can praise God. But yeah. even when I'm not cheerful, but even when I'm not cheerful, using that is even more powerful, I think. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. One last, um, so I don't know if it's like been clear, but the last two of them were reminding of Clinging to God's truth and going over and over again of just, like, verses that are God's attributes. The next one was prayer, um, getting on our knees and crying out to Him. And then this last one is um, getting our mind off of ourselves. There's also another verse, By this all men will know that you're my disciples if you love among, if you have love among one another. Um, so this is, like, how can I... Waking up and thinking, how can I bless somebody else today besides myself? Because this is a way I show mm. that I'm God's disciple. Um, and I find myself in times where um, I was like, poor me, I have a stomach ache and I have to watch like any gluten or dairy. Or, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, Sadie, get out over yourself. There's This world is so much bigger. There's so many people out there who are in broken situations who need love and need the gospel preached to them, and just the amount of freedom that is found when I took my eyes off myself was indescribable. Hmm. That's so cool. I mean, like, 
I, I love a verse in Philippians that says, count others more significant than yourselves. And mm-hmm. it's really hard because we're selfish people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think Sadie yeah, can testify. Nature. I'm the most selfish person I know. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Same. But, it, I mean, it really is true. It's like, without God, we just can't stop thinking about ourselves. Uh-huh. And then what Jesus does is, like, he frees us up to love other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, he, he, first of all, like we don't have to justify our existence because he's the one who justifies. And he, he gives us a reason, a purpose. So I don't have to go out looking for a purpose. And then I can just love people, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I don't always have to be right. It's like if someone's like, dude, like, you, your parking's whack. I, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or maybe they did something wrong against me. It's like, I don't have to be the one to judge them. I, I, I In fact, I'm supposed to call to be forgiving, and ultimately, God is the one that will judge. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just think that's cool, that verse, just to count others more significant mm. than yourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Testify. Testify. Test, Stand up, sis. Breach. Breach it, sis. <laughs> I... Oh, within biblical boundaries. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's kidding. about all I had. I have one more, like, final closing thought, but you go ahead if anything else you want to hit on. Yeah, I mean, I think... As we're about to land this plane, um, I think it's just been... <laughs> I mean, landing. Landing, okay. Yeah, we're not taking off. We're landing this plane. I think it's just cool, as Sadie's talking, and I don't know if you've... If you're listening, you're like, okay, I've been a Christian for a little bit. Or maybe you're like, you're a new Christian. You're like, I don't, I can't see God like that. And, you know, you're talking about God being loving and good. And you're just, and you're suffering. And I've been too. It's like, there's a night, I, I don't go through a ton, of, but I remember someone was like, it's just really bad headaches. Mm-hmm. And I just like, God, like, take me out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't endure. But it's like, I think it's just cool to see, like, the way you view God changes how you react to it. And so when we talk about trusting God, it's your situation isn't going to look more different if it's the grades or the, your athletics or sports, the way you, but your heart is changing in that. And that is like, what's going to change it. And so mm-hmm. I think it's just cool that uh, the way you see God changes that. And so I just want to touch on the way we see God real quick. And then we'll say he's got one thing. And we'll land this with a take home verse for you guys. So I think just when Sadie's going through this, I was telling her, it's like, God is good. And just reminding her, um, but it's like, that's the one thing that I wanted people to hold on to, that God's good. And there's this really cool analogy. I'm going to try to give it to you guys. Okay, so you guys know the prodigal son, right? Right. Do you know him? Yeah. What's the prodigal son? Prodigal son, man. He went and did his own <laughs> thing and came back and his father was like, welcome him with <laughs> open arms, slow-mo running to each other, kissed him, hugged him. Mm, good stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's right. I think... So I read this book, Pleasures of God by John Piper, and in it, he's talking about the heart of God and just like God, he's, he's a father. You know, if you're, if you believe in Jesus Christ through faith in him, it's like you become a, a son, you know, a child of God. And he's just, he's just talking about this. And what's cool is that the father runs to him and he takes a little bit of time just to explain that. And this is like who God is. And so I'm just going to quote him on this. As Jesus tells the story, you can feel the energy of love building as he shows how the father rejoices with all his heart over the boy's arrival. While the boy is still a long way off, the father sees him and his heart warms with compassion. Verse 20, he doesn't hold back and watch to see what the boy looks like. He bursts out 
the front door and starts running down the road. Now, don't miss this next part. So listen. Well-to-do, dignified, aristocratic, aging men don't run. They walk. They keep their composure. You know, they're, they stay on top. They show that they're on top of their emotions. But not in Jesus' story about God's joy over his people. The father runs. Can you see them both running? Or maybe the boy was just too stunned to run. Perhaps he couldn't believe his eyes. Maybe the smell of pigs was still on him. Maybe he, the thought flashed through his mind to turn and escape this utterly unexpected demonstration of affection. But he doesn't turn. Jesus says the father embraced him and kissed him, pig smell and all. And so that's God's heart for us. He, he came running. And I think it's just as we read the Bible, what Sadie's saying, we're th- we see that. <clears throat> that is true. That's a beautiful picture. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So. What was your uh, last thing last you Last thought and then a take-home verse. Um, <clears throat> uh, there's this book called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way by Lisa Turkish. Um, I don't know if that's how you say her last name. But she's gone through a lot of um, hardships in her life. And her last paragraph she wrote, um, I hold on to the hope that I am awaiting a savior, savior, Jesus, the one who will transform this tired earthly body of mine into a glorious body like his own. He will make me beautiful and whole. He is not done with me, and I am not done living for him. Um, I would read this over and over again, just like uh, through different times, and just truly hold on to that hope, I think. And so... Um, my take-home verse is in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, it's actually a few verses, 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Mm. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Mm. So as we look to the things, not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Mm. Dude, say it for the people in the back. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> but don't Eternal way to glory, baby. Um, yeah, write that down, guys. I think that when you're going through suffering, that'd be a great verse. And mm-hmm. for you going through now to endure, Second Corinthians 4. 16 through 18. 16 through 18. Write down your little journal, your little... Get your pens. Get your pens. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're about to sign off here. And next time, we're going to talk about finances, how to trust God on finances. And we got the, the breadwinner at the Rumbled household coming at you. <laughs> Greg Rumbled. Greg Rumbled, man. <laughs> he's, he's telling you what to do with your money. Yeah, not really. He's telling you how to trust God with your money. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a recap, so can you remind us again, what are the like three things that you gave us, Sadie? Yeah, so I'm going to give you a little acronym, CTG. Okay, these are the three things. CTG, if you don't take away anything, I mean, take away Jesus from this podcast, but C, cling to God's truth, um, meditate upon it, and T, true, true prayer, get on your knees and cry out to God, he hears, and G, get mind off of self. By this, all men know that you're my disciples if you have love among one another. CTG. Did you just make that up? In my head, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew she did. (laughs) 
That doesn't destroy us. CTG. Yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. This has been great. It has. Thanks for having me, Dayton. <clears throat> I love yeah. you like a brother. Probably because you are one. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Sadie said this at the beginning. The coronavirus is going on. And yeah. so I don't really have a much of a choice for who my guest is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of had to be me. No, I would have chosen her either way, even if Thanks. it was for this episode. Thank so, you. Yeah. And that's how you trust God, bro. Yeah.